Welcome to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. I'm your host, Brian Clark, and in the studio with us today, we have the folks from Tagadata, Bill Ivers and John Oakley, and they're going to talk with us a little bit about business intelligence. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Brian. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Bill is the Chief Revenue Officer for Tiger Data, and John Oakley is the CEO. They're a KPMA member based in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we're going to talk a little bit about how baseball, business intelligence, and improving the product mix in your stores uh, all have something in common. And uh, they had a newsletter recently that um, we found to be quite interesting where they talked about the movie Moneyball. Uh, tell us a little bit about how the Oakland A's and statistics uh, can help someone improve their business. Well, Brian, uh, you know, the, the idea really came from one of the nights that uh, I was sitting at home and I was looking for a movie to watch, you know, because we, uh, we really don't have many options as far as social life. And uh, Moneyball showed up in my Netflix, you know, suggestions. So i I went ahead and watched the movie, and as I was watching it, it just occurred to me that there were a lot of parallels between the state of the independent C-store operators and and the movie. Um, and so in the movie, uh, you know, in the beginning, they, the, the Oakland A's, they lose their star players, and you can hear the radio announcers telling the jokes, uh, one one announcer asks the other announcer, "Hey, what song do the A's fans sing at the bottom of the ninth inning?" And the other one says, "Nobody knows because there's never anyone there." Uh, <laughs> and that kind of sets the tone for you know the futility um, uh, of the situation. And uh, you know um, the thing that's going on there is that it's it's kind of an unfair game. The A's are competing with the big teams in the league. And uh, they've got, you know, about 25% of the same salary budget. And, and so they're competing with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox had just, you know, poached Johnny Damon and uh, Jason Giambi. And, uh, um, you know, when I look at the independent C-store market, I, I see similar things that are unfair. To start off with, the big chains have all kinds of advantages, like preferred pricing from the different suppliers. They get different promotion terms, um, and, and they also have the resources to spend millions of dollars on loyalty programs and analyzing customer behavior. Um, and, and so when you look at the results, uh, you know, you read a state of the industry report, on average, the big chains are generating 11 times the EBITDA per store. That's, that's like 11 times, you know, the profit. And uh, in-store sales at the big chains average $66 per square foot versus uh, $32 a square foot. And I, I actually got those stats, I think, right out of a, uh, a NACS state of the industry report. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my, in my opinion, that big gap represents a fantastic opportunity for the independents to improve. And business intelligence is the key to making that to making that improvement, to growing their margins. Um, right now, most of the independents are operating off of experience and instinct, while the large chains are measuring and analyzing every detail before they make a decision. They, they do not make changes without data to back it up. And so we, we refer to this kind of, uh, this, this, this difference being insight 
uh, versus instinct, because every time you make a gut decision, there's always room to improve if you had data insight. So when you talk about business intelligence for a store, um, define that a little bit for us. And, 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 and what does that mean for the average C store? What do they, what do they need to think about when they talk about business intelligence? So the, the point Bill is getting here is uh, really a focus on data-informed decision-making. And um, I think when I, I look at independent C-source, it, it, it's important to understand that adopting BI doesn't happen overnight. And what we try to do when we work with our customers is we focus on areas that generate the greatest return. And there's a lot of easily accessible, low-hanging fruit where the independent chains can make a ton of progress without going to the extent of what the big guys are doing, spending you know enormous amounts of money on. I think of, uh, there was a great scene in the in the movie Moneyball. Um, Billy Bean's meeting with the scouts, and he's trying to decide with them how to uh, fill out the roster. So Billy's focused on one KPI. He's focused on on base percentage. And his idea is that's going to lead to more runs because more on bases, more runs you get. So he's focused solely on that. And his scouts, they're focused on a number of different intangibles. Um, and they're, you, know, you can see through the process of the scene, they're getting, you know, you know, the, the tensions building because they are looking at things like, you know, the confidence of the player or how he throws or, a number of other things, and he's focused his strategy in on meeting a particular goal on that KPI of on-base percentage. And so, as you look at business intelligence for a C store today, uh, and as it relates to what Tiger Data does, obviously you all have data in the title of your your company name. How do you help stores uh, figure out the data? Uh, how do they how do they can make data informed? decisions. Brian, we help stores make data-informed decisions by taking a personalized approach with them. So with each of our clients, we sit down with the key roles within the organization and we interview them and we help them to focus in on what the low-hanging fruit is from the data they have in their stores and their operations and how to get that to them and present that to them so they can make better decisions. So just like in the movie, how Billy Bean was focused in on on-base percentage as that KPI that he was going to focus on to help lead his teams to a win that year, we help our clients to focus in each one of the roles within the organization on the KPIs that are going to give them the biggest advantage from where they are now. Earlier this week, I was helping a team member of ours bring a new customer on board. And part of that process is this, this interview and training. So Greg and I were sitting down with the director of retail operations. This is a guy that's been in the industry 25 years plus. He's a road warrior. He's out there every day checking on his stores. And, of course, he's skeptical how some software system is going to help him do his job better, of course, being on the road all the time. So as we talked, his biggest pain point was verifying his fuel price changes that he would put out to his store managers across all his stores because he's driving up and down 75 and he's got to pull off. He's got to check on things. He's got to call people. And of course, you know, managers get busy. They forget things and stuff. And that's a big problem for him. So the first thing we did for him was set, set up updates to his phone where he knows immediately when the managers change those prices. 
And that made all the difference with him. After that, he was finding all kinds of new superpowers that he could get out of our system. And that's what made him a believer. So real-time data, real-time data in, in, intelligence from the front line of your store and then being able to pivot and make decisions based on that data. Exactly. You know, like as Dale Carnegie said, you can't manage what you don't measure. And so suddenly um, what we put in the hands of these these key decision makers at a uh, independent C-store chain is the ability to measure all kinds of new things, whether it's the conversion rate of the customers from, you know, the, the forecourt to buy something in store. If they're wondering, um, you know, if a buy one, get one promotion on bottled water is actually generating a profit or improving sales volume, you know, all of those questions that they have um, can be answered with the data. And the data is right there. The data is all being generated at the point of sale. It's being generated in the inventory management system. Um, the data, it just has to be collected and organized so that it can be presented to these folks. Um, and suddenly they move from kind of like this instinct or experience-based decision to, to, to being able to have hard metrics to look at and in order to make those decisions. So, so what are some examples of that? Like, uh, do you, do you find trends that are happening, whether it be in uh, some sector of a store or do you even see trends regionally? Yes, Brian, we do. Um, I think back to a, uh, a situation that happened early on in the year when the, um, COVID pandemic first began. Of course, there were a number of new trends emerging then, you know, alcohol sales were through the roof. Seemed like everybody was out, you know, buying up alcohol and drinking themselves silly. But along with that, there were other trends that were happening uh, that were deep in the data that could be found and capitalized on by C-store operators. Uh, one day I was speaking with one of the operators we work with, and we were talking about the challenges he was having with regulations and keeping his employees safe and healthy. And then we went on to, you know, the huge decline in, in fuel demand. But then he paused and he said, the strange thing is, my in-store sales have been fairly steady, even though we've lost about 60% of our fuel customers. And so we started to dig into the data on that situation. And while some stores were down about 20% on in-store, in, in some of them were actually exceeding pre-COVID sales. And as we look more at the data, it was clear that those suburban stores were the ones that were you know, on that, that growing in. And so as we started to look further into the market basket analysis and those sorts of things that we, we can help our customers with in our product, we found that the grocery items, craft beer and wine, and all these sorts of new, uh, new styles of baskets were forming in the stores. And it was because there was a different kind of customer coming to the store. People that traditionally would do a quick trip to the Kroger or the ATV were actually coming to the C-store to get those items instead, smaller environment, and a little safer, you know, like those sorts of things, you know, whatever the perception was for those customers, but they were coming to the C-Store then. And the important thing is, is that customer is now somebody that these operators can try to retain and keep, you know, after the, the pandemic is over. So that's a great opportunity for them. If you can see these things to be able to move beyond that and say, okay, how am I going to retain this customer from this point? And um, since then, you know, I, I, I know Nax has reported on this and done surveys on it as well since uh, 
early on when we started to see this. Um, and it's been in a number of magazines and those sorts of things as well. But uh, and here in Cincinnati, you know, we've got the Kroger company here. And as you know, we, we talk with the people in that organization a lot. And they're definitely looking at, well, you know, th- this trend and how they're going to get those customers back. And they're so it's, it's an opportune time for, for operators to look at that and say, okay, how am I going to keep these new customers? Because they've got larger baskets and uh, the frequencies are, uh, are higher and um, there's a lot of opportunity there to capitalize on it. So when we really first began to identify this customer segment, um, our, our analysis showed us that about 25% of in-store sales were coming from these new grocery buyers. And so that's a you know that's a very significant percentage. And if the uh, C store operator was unaware that twenty five percent of their shoppers were this new profile, this may all happen, and and they may end up losing that new group of customers right back to the local grocery store. And so we hope that they uh, make an effort to identify the types of things that they're buying and, and, you know, do things to improve their customer experience and and can hopefully create most of them, you know, as long-term loyal customers. So your software allows you to keep analysis of multiple stores uh, where you can keep remote eye like a dashboard on uh, product sales? Our system, number one, is is, uh, mobile-friendly. It can be accessed from anywhere. And uh, it it is it, it it does everything in real time. So um, you know a transaction that occurs at a store shows up within the dashboard in less than three minutes, and so you can see up to date scorecards of what's going on at every single score, every single store, basically from anywhere you know with internet access. And what that does is it allows people to operate you know, and be and still be very effective and still be looking at the important KPIs and at the same time be able to operate remotely. That and, and that is a common challenge, you know, that I hear about, especially when the when the lockdown first occurred, there were restrictions on, you know, having the company work together out of the office. So again, Tiger Data, website tigerdata.com, your software product is Storekeep and that offers insight for independent C stores to get affordable business intelligence to help them make decisions about uh, carrying their inventory in their store. Tell us a little bit about the name uh, Taiga Data. Where did Taiga come from? Well, uh, yeah, that's a great question. And so um, most people ask us, hey, what is a Taiga? Where did the name come from? Um, the Taiga is the world's largest ecosystem. And, and what it what it's represents is, is the large uh, pine forest in, in the northern um, areas of the world. So like in Siberia and in Canada, that's the largest, you know, individual ecosystem. And so, you know, the definition of an ecosystem is really a complex network of interconnected systems that is composed of millions of living organisms. And and so what we saw was that the system needs each organism to do its own unique thing in, in order to thrive as a whole, and at a uh, at a business like a a C store chain, again, it's a it's a complex network of independent systems, all kinds of little things going on that need to work together in order for the company to thrive. And through data analytics, we can identify these little, you know, uh, items in the in the in the kind of like the needles in the haystack of data. 
And by making those little changes at, at the smallest levels, you can impact the whole business uh, dramatically. And so we thought there was kind of a nice metaphor there, um, you know, between the world's largest ecosystem and a company uh, using data analytics. Well, certainly uh, in, an, in a store situation, everything is interdependent. Keeping close eye on, on your business statistics can help you make great business decisions. Uh, and data analytics uh, is what you're all about. And we, we appreciate, this has been fascinating. We appreciate your insights on this. Well, gentlemen, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. You've been listening to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. Visit our website at www.kpma.org.